What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Hey, how's it going? It's going. It's going good. Yeah. Still renovating the kitchen. <laughs> Still renovating the kitchen. Still boxes everywhere. Still stuff everywhere. Still chaotic, but that's okay. Do <laughs> you have like a nice picture of the finished project hanging somewhere that you go and you stare at whenever you're like, ah? Mm, I should have that, right? Yeah. I do have a design, so I know what it, it, it will look like. And every so often it does come out because I do need to, you know, look at, see, to see our progress and see how far we're getting. I don't have it posted anywhere, but that's a really good idea. Thank you for that. Maybe somewhere like, you know, I would say like in the bathroom where you go and lock yourself up when you can't stand all of the banging and the dust <laughs> and the construction people coming and going. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a really good idea. I really like that. I like to put up quotes and things like that that make me feel good and pictures. So I feel like that's a good idea. I don't know why I didn't think about that before. So yeah, I'm gonna try that. Yeah, I can't wait to see your kitchen. It's gonna look amazing. I would like for you to come over and see said yeah, kitchen. I know we can't wait until we can see people again. No, I know. I miss that. I do miss that. I miss our lunches. I do miss our lunches. Yes. I'm still moving, but the boxes are all packed up. Okay. So progress, baby steps. Progress, baby steps. Now they get relocated. That's when chaos really ensues. (laughs) Well, now you have to find a place to put all that stuff. Mm, Yeah, that is a big problem. Right. And if you don't have the same layout, different kind of space, you know, taking into account other perspectives. And yeah. yeah. So- and I am moving into a home where there's people living there already. <laughs> okay. So you are, that's like being the new team member on a, you know, walking into a new office. The team is already established and you're the new kid. Yep. Walk. That's gotta be interesting. I am the new kid. So I have to like, you know, I have to like make little spaces for myself. Like where's my coffee cup goes? And it's an interesting process to like navigate doing that with, uh, you know, young children and adult men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I'm a girl. I have a lot of stuff and a lot of shoes. That is my addiction. You know about those shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Shoes. I mean, a productivity lover girl always finds time to buy new pairs of shoes. And fancy pretty shoes at that. No, you've seen my shoes. I have seen those shoes. Yeah. I have seen some sparkly dresses too over the years. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. You have helped me dress. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about tomato timers. Oh today- yeah, tomato timers. Yeah. I like that. I mean, you probably wouldn't think about putting tomatoes or tomato timers together with productivity, but a lovely man named Francesco Cirillo came up with this idea called the Pomodoro Technique. 
Mm. Um, and the Pomodoro is basically a tomato, tomato timer. And he decided he needed a way to focus while he was studying. If I recall correctly, he created this as a student, university student. He wanted to be able to dedicate a certain amount of time to focused deep work and and then find a way to keep that going so that it wasn't disjointed. So the Pomodoro technique is 25 minutes of work followed by five minutes of a break. And then when you do four cycles or four Pomodoros, you get to take a longer 25 or 30 minute break. I think he suggests that you use your break as sort of a, a reflection. So one, it takes you out of the work so you can think about it. Because when you're in it, it's hard to think about it because you're doing it, right? He really encourages that sort of reflection time. You obviously, get up and stretch your legs and you know get some water and do all of that. But really think about what you've accomplished and then perhaps what's coming next. I have, when I first discovered the Pomodoro, I heard about it in the most strictest terms. I'm not sure if it's still that way, but when I first learned about it, I heard that if if you got to minute 25 or minute 24 and a call came in and you allowed an interruption to disrupt your 25 minutes of work, that you'd have to start that whole Pomodoro all over again. That is such an Italian thing to do, right? <laughs> I grew up in an Italian home and they're like, you're like, you like you have to follow the rules down to the, you know, down That's to the better. thing. There was a lot of yelling and screaming <laughs> and hand raising when you didn't. So it wouldn't make it would make sense to me that it was like it was an Italian. I mean uh, he, one that you have a tomato timer. A tomato well, timer. If, I know. And if you like fail at it at a minute 24 that you have to start all over again. Start all over We're not again. Be that strict with people, are we? Yeah. Very strict. So I don't like it so strict because I think it might prevent you from actually beginning mm-hmm. or starting or, or even seeing the progress. Because if you got to minute 24, I'm thinking that's pretty darn good. So I like to use it more flexibly. I say sometimes 25 minutes is not enough time to really do something. Like when I have to write a blog post, 25 minutes is like nothing. I need a good solid 45, 60 minutes, sometimes 90 minutes. I need a good chunk of time. So I like flexing the Pomodoro to suit my activity. Now, it could be that I might be doing data entry into FreshBooks and I'm looking at all these numbers and I don't like numbers. I just want to see the money in the bank. I don't care how it gets there. I don't want to see all of that. I don't want to do reconciling and all of this other jazz. So that could be a 25-minute activity. I'm good with that. But I think if you're going to use a strategy or a tool, it should sort of flex with you. Because every day presents something new and you never know how motivated you might be or how much time you might even have to do something. So that's my two cents. Yeah, Yeah, I love that you said uh, flexibility because honestly, I never, no offense, Mr. Cirillo, Pomodoro man, I never use it 25 minutes, 25 minutes on, five minutes off because it feels like sometimes it takes my brain a little bit of time to like giddy up and like get started. (laughs) And I feel like at 25 minutes, I'm like, oh, I just kind of got into it. So I normally use Pomodoro 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off, because I feel like it gives me enough time to like 
go use the restroom yeah. and maybe get, get a, you know, get some hot tea or yeah. something warm to drink. And, and then it gives me like a couple of minutes to just kind of, once again, giddy up to like, where was that? Where was I at? And what was I doing? And how do I get started? And how do I use my next 45 minute block? So I belong to a couple of masterminds, yep. one particular mastermind with three other organizers. And okay. we use that technique quite a bit when we hang out together because we co-work. And it also prevents people from like chit-chatting, right? It's like, if you're like, if we're in the 45 minute Pomodoro, no talk. Yes. You can't can't say like, can I ask you a quick question? Or can I show you something? Or can I ask your opinion? That is like work time. So the 15 minutes when we're off, it's a great opportunity then to collaborate and ask questions and share and ask people to read your stuff or whatever it is that we're doing. So that's a great way to use those 15 minutes. I like that. What do you think about... If I'm correct, I believe he said, you know, try to use it as your sort of reflection time, mm-hmm. or at least that's how he used it. How do you, how do you think, what do you think about that? Have you tried that sort of, <sighs> are you writing down before you get up from your 45 minutes? Okay, next step is do this. And then you think about what you've accomplished or how, how else do you use that? I don't think I ever use the, I don't use the break time as a reflection time. I just use it as a break time. I think like, I think normally when I try to, when I try to work like that, you know, especially when I'm co-working with others, I try to like do a four hour block. Okay. And in that process, I feel like I need those 15 minutes to just kind of be completely off. Like I need to be. Just to reset having a conversation about like, Hey, what's for dinner? Or, you know, or like, what is, what is like, show me something funny on YouTube. Like I need to like unwind my brain outside of that project just to kind of like reset and like, feel like, you know, I I feel like I'm relaxing, but the question that you're asking me, it's like interesting because my brain processes better information when it's not thinking, you know, like sometimes when I work with people, and they ask me to solve complex problems, yes. especially when I'm doing like space planning for people. I can't do it on the spot. Like I need to think about it overnight. And if I have to do it on the spot, it's like really stressful for me. My brain kind of like solves the puzzle in a little bit of like, you know, I don't know. You need some time. Yeah, it, it takes a little bit of time. And then I wake up in the morning and I was like, oh, I know how to do that. And then it just kind of all takes shape and it all works really well. So, well, I I think that makes sense. And I think you bring up a good point because sometimes we try to sort of force ourselves to do what we think we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have to do 25 minutes on and five minutes off, or I have to find the solution right now, or I have to respond this very moment. So it's good to kind of know what gets your brain to giddy up and go. Like you need some time, you need some coffee, you need a walk, you need five minutes, whatever that might be. So to sort of hone in on how you best work, how you do your best work and come up with those really clever and interesting solutions that you might need for a client. So I like that. I love that built in sort of, it's not cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to fit yourself into the, into the strategy. You're making the strategy work for you. So I, I think that's a really good approach. Yeah. And I think, you know, I have to pay gratitude to all of my clients that have ADHD that kind of taught me that right they're like sometimes like not thinking about something helps you solve the problem of the thing that you're you're supposed to be doing and the importance of sometimes of like hyper focusing and then having a long break 
How long is your last break? So you do your four cycles and then your last break, is it still 30 minutes or do you take an hour or? If I do four cycles, I basically, I'm done. Like I never do more than like four hours of anything that like requires intense brain thinking because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's pretty exhausting if I'm like writing content or if I'm, you know, if I'm like, if I'm like implementing anything or if I'm like doing anything that requires a lot of my brain, four hours is pretty much the max time. And then at that point, I basically become a doodler. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Nothing is productive after that. So I might as well go on a bike ride or do something. So you have a reward. Yeah. I take a long break. I will, if okay. I have to do, if I still have to do work, I have to take like three, four hours off before I can go back on. Okay. So a chunk of time. So you definitely should, should live like in a place where there's a, you know, siesta in the afternoon, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Brazilian. Like, you know, well, there I'm, you go. I don't think siestas was a thing in Brazil, but I I totally like naps. I often take a nap at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Do you plan it that way? Does it just sort of naturally happen that way? I plan plan it that way. When I have really intense work days, when I'm like doing, you know, if I'm doing Pomodoro and if I'm writing, if I'm doing something, creating content or whatever, that's really hard. I will plan a nap in the afternoon because I feel like I need that. I have very, so I read a couple of books and I I feel like I know the science of (laughs) napping really well. That might be another episode too. How do we nap? But I, and in in how it impacts productivity, but the boil down version of it is like naps have to be 25 minutes. Yeah. I thought I heard 20, but okay. Maybe 25 minutes, I think is like. A good amount of, I literally set my timer for 25 minutes and then I lay in a comfortable place. Sometimes, most of the time I feel comfortable in bed. So it's nice for me to be able to do that when I'm working from home. And then I am very conscious of my breathing, you know, like you're actively focusing in on the in and the out breath. Form of a meditation, right? So then you can relax, so I can relax my brain enough. And then normally I fall asleep. I don't know how long it takes to fall asleep. Sometimes it feels fast. Sometimes it feels long. But when I wake up for my nap, I always feel refreshed. Okay. Have you ever tried a coffee nap? You know, I don't drink coffee anymore. Stop it, Chris. Yeah, I gave that up Even about four coffee years coffee. ago. Okay. But I hear a lot of people talk. What do they call? There's a terminology for it. It's a nappuccino. Oh, yes, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, so you take, but do you do that? Tell us how, how does it work? Okay, so I haven't done it recently, but I did try it. So that 20, 25 minute, you know, limit on your nap, it takes a while for the coffee to kick in, which is usually around that 20, 25 minute time frame. So you drink the coffee right before you take the nap. You take the nap. By the time you wake up, the coffee is now kicking in and the nap and the coffee are working together to fuel the productivity that's coming right after that now. So I tried it once. I thought it worked. Yeah. But I don't know if it worked enough because I haven't tried it since. So <laughs> how come you haven't tried it again if it worked? Did you forget or it's you like sometimes so I unfortunately I'm the kind of person that when we when I get focused, I don't want to get up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stop. I don't want to break the focus, especially if I'm writing because it's coming out, like the words are pouring out of my brain and they're flowing together. And I just, I don't want to stop to take a nap. I mean, I'll have the coffee, but I'm going to ix- ixnay the nap. So 
I find myself sometimes putting it off because I want to keep going, which is sometimes okay, but then you also don't want to overdo it. So I have to find the right balance between, okay, it's all right if you stop right now, even though the words are flowing, I talk myself through it and then set the nap sort of at a time when it's reasonable and doable. I have used an app called Paziz to help me fall asleep. Yeah. Now that I'm doing all that. All right. Let me see if I get this right. You guys P Z I Z Z. Okay. I I think, but we can put it in the show notes, right? Okay. Yes. And we'll link to it. Paziz. So you can choose whatever voice you want to be talking to you. And they tell you, he like, I have a guy talking to me and he says, all right, this is the time for you to take a nap. There's like the soothing sounds in the background. I hear his voice. And then all of a sudden I'm awake and he's telling me it's time to wake up. All all that whole time. And you can set it so that he continuously talks or he pauses every so often before he speaks again. And then you can tell tell it that you want him to wake you up and say, okay, it's time for you to wake up now. And I would need that because I would keep sleeping. <laughs> so I love pisses. Love it. Love it. Love. You told me about that app before. I don't like people talking to me when I'm napping. So <laughs> I think I tried it one time after you told me and I was like, no, this is not yeah, going to work for you. me. But okay. I, I am a good napper, right? I can meditate my way into sleep. You can do it. There's hardly, I can, I can think of in the last like four years, that was like one time when I wanted to nap and I just couldn't okay. you know, I calm my brain enough to like actually do it. But most of the time I can like mm-hmm. meditate my way into like good breathing that I get to sleep. So, but I think that's a, that's a great idea. If you can if you like, I hear people say that all the time, I can't nap. So having somebody kind of talk you through yeah like, you sleep that sounds lovely you know how sometimes kids fall asleep when they're being read to mm-hmm. hear that sound yeah that, you know and it's kind of lulling them to sleep I almost feel like that happens to me because his voice the inflection doesn't change yeah it's not like reading an action story right it's real it's more of a very calm mm-hmm. mellow sort of tone there's this music happening very lightly in the background yeah and then all of a sudden I hear him telling me to wake up and I do. Yeah. Once though, I ignored him and yeah, that wasn't good, but. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, completely off topic, right? I admired those people that just take naps and they're naturally wake up within like 15 to 20 minutes, like naturally, like I would sleep way longer if I didn't set a timer. I totally would sleep longer if I didn't set a timer. And I guess this kind of goes with the Pomodoro in a way you could use maybe a coffee nap or just a nap before your final Pomodoro Mm -hmm. of the day. And for me, that probably would work really well simply because I'm just not an afternoon person. All of my energy is at the top half of the day. Mm -hmm. It just starts to wane towards the end. So if I could structure things so I could take maybe a a two o'clock nap, Mm -hmm. 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and then delve into probably longer Pomodoro, maybe 45 minutes and then be done. So my final Pomodoro, I think that would be, that would probably work really well for me. So what are your Pomodoro blocks? Like, do you do like a three, four hour block? I think it really depends on what I'm doing. Okay. If it's writing. Yes. Okay. Because there are times when there really is writer's block. I'm not writing a novel, but I 
I'm writing a blog post about a thing, a topic, a productivity thing, a time management thing, an app, and I'm not sure what direction I want it to go in. And so I sit there and I look at my screen and it takes me a little while and I might need to do parts of the blog before the actual writing. So I might say, okay, let me have an outline. Let me have a general idea of what I want to say. And let me sketch out and sort of map out Will I include an infographic? Will I do a video? Will I do more than one of those things? Am I going to include a quote or a stat? And I start tooling around in that realm. And then at some point, I say, okay, maybe it's time to start writing the introduction. This is a process, right? Now it's probably like 30 minutes in at this point. And like you, you're saying you got to get your brain to giddy up and rev and get going. And I have to do some of that. Or I might even just organize my desk just to kind of get started. It's like, you know, rubbing the engine to go. So for writing, I need a longer block. For things I don't like, I usually use the shorter block. (laughs) I like that. I like that. So I'm curious on like, I'm sure that people listening will be like, well, how does one even get started? Like, what do I need? Where do I go? Or like... What is this thing? How do I use it? Well, thankfully, you probably have all the tools that you need. You have yourself mm-hmm. and probably have a timer, kitchen timer, an old school kitchen timer. You have a timer on your phone, probably have one on your watch if you wear a watch, that kind of thing. You just need something to keep track of 25 minutes on or 45 or whatever your time block is. And then your 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 break afterwards. And of course, you probably need a to-do list, the thing that you're going to work on Mm -hmm. right and so no distractions so put the phone in a different room if you're using the phone as a timer you can still put it in a different room you can still hear it when it goes off to tell you when it's time to stop working turn on do not disturb and start anywhere just begin a baby step you know a tiny step a big leap a small one you know just start but you don't need a whole lot You don't need anything special or fancy. There are Pomodoro timers that you can get. There are Pomodoro timer apps that you can use. There are Chrome extensions that you can use. There are are time trackers galore. You don't need any of those. You can use them and they are helpful, but don't let them distract you. You just need yourself, your task, and a simple timer. That's it. That's, I love the idea of just like not perfecting, right? Of just like getting started with what you have and then just trying it out and seeing how it works. Do you pre-establish the window of time you're going to work on or you just kind of go with the flow and then just like decide, okay, like four Pomodoros is like good for me or I need less or more time? It depends. Again, I wish I could, I wish all of this were just like a formula one plus one equals two. Yeah. But I know that my mood can change on a dime. I can the night before plan and decide it's always going to be three or four Pomodoros or two. I know for sure the big task is in the morning because that's when I have most energy. So I'm going to plan for most of it in the upper half of my day and then smaller towards the end. But that's all I know. It depends on what my activity is. And I kind of like that. I like that I can switch it up as I need to. I might be using the same tool, but I can flex it depending on how much time I, like literal time I have. Like I have to leave at two and now it's one and I only have one hour or maybe 45 minutes because I have to get ready to leave. So I really want to be able to have it flex and work 
for me. I don't ever pre-plan that it must always be three or four Pomodoros, but I know if it's writing, it will probably be at least two to three, especially if I want to finish the writing. So if I want to complete the blog post, have the picture sourced already, the header is already in, all of my CTAs are there, all the links are working. If I want all of that to be done, I probably need at least three of them, two yeah. to three. So the activity will dictate how much I use. And then my mood, coffee will help with that. And if I tell somebody else, mm. tell somebody else that I say, Chris, I have to finish this blog post today. And Chris says to me, all right, when you're done, let me know. Well, yeah, next, uh, I think next episode, we should talk about one of my favorite books, which is Finished by yeah. John Acroft. Yes, I think that he talks in that book, he talks about accountability and, yes. and realistic goals, which I think it's important when you're trying to use the Pomodoro and be productive. So would you be willing to do that? I would be willing to do that. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one thing that I was thinking is that, you know, that I, I think we talked about this a little bit here is like perfectionism. Yes. Right? I think like, Whenever, you know, I use Pomodoro kind of kamikaze a little bit, you know, like I, I would just like, you know, at any, at any time I can just be like, okay, I'm going to work on this for like 30 minutes and I'll set my timer for 25. And then I'll just, you know, sometimes I use it as just to get me started as a motivator because there are lots of things I don't like to do. (laughs) You may not believe that there are lots of things that I'm responsible for that I hate doing. So I feel like sometimes it just, just to help me get started, it just feels like a good way to use a motivation. So I want to remind people to like, if you're thinking about using the Pomodoro, like I love the way you just said it, Deb, like, just don't perfect it. Don't go crazy. Think about the activity. Think about your mood. Think about your energy. Think about like, when are you most productive? Like, don't try to do Pomodoro, you know, intense, like in the afternoon, if you're a morning person, because it's not going to work for your brain style. But if you're a night owl, knock yourself out. (laughs) Right. If you're like a night owl, yeah, totally do do Pomodoro from like seven to midnight. That would be perfect for you. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, also be reasonable, right? So if you have, you know, everybody's home right now and, you know, your partner is home working and kids are home doing distance learning and Pomodoro is impossible to do without any interruptions while they're in the same space with you, then maybe you're not doing it then. You might be doing it at a different time. Maybe you do it after everybody goes to bed and you stay up a little bit later or you get up a little earlier or you, you know, go walk the dog and you plan it out while you're out walking the dog or you do something then, you know, so you have to get a little creative, I think, with it. I don't think that anything we talk about or will ever talk about is going to be cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, More I think it should be. Honestly, we're all different people. And Seriously, I mean, you said kamikaze your way through it. There are days when we are just hanging on by a thread. There are days when it is five minutes of activity and then we're done because that's all we have time or capacity for, you know, bandwidth for. So understand that sometimes the tools you use today might seem tricky the next day. So you pull out something else. Mm -hmm. You do something else. You find a creative way of still getting something done, knowing that your job isn't always to 
finish something, but maybe it's to move it forward, right? You are sort of just pushing it along. Obviously, if you have a deadline, please push harder. But if you're just trying to drive it forward until you find that bigger burst of energy, until you have it, and I, I dare say finding it might be tricky sometimes, but until you have it, there's nothing wrong with moving it along. Yes, meet your deadlines, but keep it moving forward. So, yeah. Where do people go to find more information on the Pomodoro method? FrancescoCirillo.com is one way. <laughs> or you can just Google Pomodoro method and lots of information about it will come up. And if you um, can go into Twitter and just type in Pomodoro, a ton of stuff will pop up. I'm sure Francesco's Twitter account will pop up as well. There are a bunch of us productivity people up there who talk about it all the time. So you'll find a lot of information out there on the interwebs. All of the productivity lovers love Pomodoro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, many of us do anyway. (laughs) Um, At least the two of us do. I think my takeaway from this conversation is that I was thinking is like, if you can at least do 25 minutes on and five minutes off, just go for it. Yeah, try it. What's the worst that can happen? You get to 15 minutes. Well, it's 15 minutes more than what you had before. Yes, it's probably 15 minutes less interrupted than you have had in a while. Like sometimes I think if I could just get 25 minutes uninterrupted a day, I would get a lot of work done. Well, if we start thinking about stringing them together, so we say, oh, 25 minutes, that's nothing. I, I can't do much in that time. Well, 25 minutes now and 10 minutes tomorrow and maybe 25 minutes in the afternoon, you start adding them up, they do add up to something more substantial than you might imagine. So don't think that you can't get anything done in just a short amount of time. I agree. I have a Peloton and I belong to a couple of Peloton Facebook groups. And and I often see people sharing how they like work out 20 minutes every single day. And then they show the before and after, like after as little as three months and you can noticeably see the difference in their bodies. And I think with anything in life that we do, right, whether it's like just eating better or being more productive, like just start with a little bit, like don't try to climb, you know, Everest and like your first climb, just kind of like start with 25 minutes and see where that goes. A little bit at a time, baby steps, just sort of inch your way along because interspersed in between those little inches that we take. There are moments of large leaps where we are bounding forward and those add up too. So all those little increments, plus those moments when we have more energy, more time, more, whatever it is that we need, we actually do a lot more than we, we, we can imagine. So yeah, baby steps and hopefully um, you'll start seeing some differences. Awesome. Anything else we should share with people? Just follow us everywhere on social at Productivity Lovers. Yes. And if you're using the Pomodoro method and you have your own technique or your own way of using it or your favorite, you know, egg timer, share it with <laughs> us. We would love to see. We would love to see a picture of what you're doing with your Pomodoro and how you're using it. So tag us on social media. Bye, you guys. Bye, you guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.